Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to give you some cautions and some precautions when handling pool chemicals. I'll go over some of the hazards and I'll also go over some of the things that I do to protect myself and to stay safe out there. And that's the most important thing. You want to stay safe and you also want to make sure that your customers are also safe when you're using the chemicals around their pool. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And I'll start off talking about using chemicals when there are people present in the backyard or even when there's dogs present. Now, there are certain chemicals that have a lot of toxic fumes, and so you want to be cautious when you're using those in the pool area when there's people present, even if it's not the homeowner, if you have house painters or gardeners or landscapers back there. So there are two chemicals that come to mind here that are critical when you're adding it to the pool with people around. One, of course, is muriatic acid. Because of the fumes from the acid, you want to be really careful that you're not pouring the acid in a pool or if you're diluting in a bucket, you're not pouring it into the bucket with pets around or people around the pool. Usually if there's someone using the pool or if there's landscapers there, I'll skip putting acid in that week. It's not going to be something that's going to change the chemistry of the pool dramatically if you don't put acid in that week. Usually you're fine. The pH will be higher, yes, but it's not a big deal. I'd rather you would err on the side of caution than to have the fumes catch somebody and make them gag and cough, which unfortunately I've had the bad experience of doing this. Before I got more experience, I just was so focused on balancing the pool water. I didn't care if there's anyone around the pool. I wanted to put the acid in to lower the pH. And unfortunately, the fumes sometimes linger, especially if it's like a foggy morning or if there's no wind. They'll linger around the pool area and people can take a whiff of that and it's really bad. And you yourself can also take a whiff and be overcome. So be careful when you're pouring the muriatic acid in the pool. I generally will pour it in one direction and then I won't go back to the pool area near where I poured it for a minute or two. So I'll do other things. So I like to add it. And I usually add all the chemicals at the end when I'm actually leaving the pool. So that doesn't happen. So I I would say that's the best policy. And another thing, of course, is not to add it when there's people right there directly at the pool. Another chemical that really has a toxic fume is trichlor. Now, if you're using trichlor tablets, you don't want to be talking to the customer over by the equipment area and open up the top of a feeder because that can be very toxic in that little area and definitely don't do that. So if the customer is over there talking to you by chance when you're adding the trichlor tablets, just wait until you finish and then you can add them when the customer is not there. Just in case if you open the top and there's some fumes, you don't want to get the customer affected by that. There's also some trichlor shock on the market and you want to also be careful with the trichlor shock. The one that comes to mind is the Super Shock Quick. It's in a red bag. 
And of course, since this trichlor is going to have very similar fumes to trichlor, and if you're pouring it around the pool, you're going to smell a really strong chemical smell. And so if there are people at the poolside, you definitely want to just use calhypo, possibly if you have that, or liquid chlorine, which doesn't have any smell to it, and not use a trichlor shock at that pool. If you're doing black algae treatment, I like using granular trichlor. Now, of course, you have to be careful you don't overdo it. But there is, of course, some fumes with granular trichlor as well. As you're broadcasting it into the pool, you're going to see the residue in the air, actually. And, of course, that cloud of smoke is pretty toxic. And so you want yourself to be wearing a mask of some sort. And you don't want to backtrack and walk past where you just toss the granular trichlor into the pool. And, of course, if you're doing a black algae treatment, the customer should not be anywhere near the pool. And the pets should be kept away from the pool because, again... That kind of smoke from the trichlor granular is really toxic. So those are the chemicals that I would really caution you to use around the pool when there's people present, animals present also. The dogs can actually start to choke and kind of sneeze if you were to, if they were to breathe in any, any of the fumes that I mentioned here. Now there are also some other hazards with chemicals. And splash hazard is probably the most dangerous with muriatic acid. I've had this happen before. I use the Hasa Returnables, and even if you don't use Returnables, you can actually get some acid splashed on you, and it's 31% strength, and it's really strong. It burns your skin pretty instantly, and I've had a bad experience where, for whatever reason, I didn't put the lid on correctly when I was putting the acid back into the case on the back of my truck. The lid came off, and some acid splashed onto my shirt, and of course, it goes right through your shirt. And right away, I went to the customer's garden hose. And luckily, it just landed on my, my shirt and chest area. It didn't get into my face. But there's been instances with other pool pros that I know where they've gotten acid in their eyes. I always wear sunglasses, even on a cloudy day, because it's just a habit of mine to wear them to protect myself. Now, they're not really meant to be safety glasses, per se, for chemicals. But they work really effectively because they cover my eyes completely. And I've never really had a problem with chemicals getting in my eyes when I'm wearing these sunglasses. But certainly you can get a pair of safety goggles from Home Depot and wear those whenever you're handling the chemicals. You want to be as safe as possible because, again, the acid can burn your skin. And it's not a fun thing and it's really painful. When you splash chlorine on yourself, which I've done before, liquid chlorine, it's not life-threatening. It's just really messy. It'll ruin your shirt and it's pretty slimy. So it may take some time to clean up. But it's not anything life-threatening. But the acid can be very dangerous, so be very careful when you're putting it back in your truck. When you're pouring into the pool, I've had some splash on me with some of the water. It's one of those things where it's not as bad as having the acid itself, pure form, kind of splash on you. Also, you want to wear gloves. And when I first started wearing gloves, I would probably say this was, you know, about 15 years ago. I started with latex gloves. They were really cheap back then. You can get a bag, box of latex gloves for like $1.50 or something now. Because of COVID, they're like 15 or $20 for a box of 100 gloves. Definitely not affordable. And they're not the greatest thing either because they can trap a lot of moisture in your hands and cause problems later. So I don't use latex gloves. I, I started out using them. But then I found these nitro gloves. First, I discovered them at Costco. They used to sell them there. But they don't sell them there any longer. So I get them on Amazon. And people ask me, oh, what gloves do you use in the video that you shot? And Amazon is very difficult because... There's really no product name anymore. It's just the product description. And so I'm going to give you the product description here. And you can probably find them 
Now the brand is here. The brand is GNF. So it's GNF products. And just type in Amazon six pairs men's work glove working gloves with microfoam coating. So that should bring up these gloves. So six pairs men's working gloves with microfoam coating. And GNF is the product uh, company name or brand name. These are great. They really are chemical resistant because they're nitrile and they're also very comfortable. They're not, of course, waterproof. Water will get in there and it'll absorb the water. But I find that, you know, if you just take them off in between your stops, put them on your dashboard, or if you leave them on, it's not a big deal. It's not uncomfortable and it dries pretty fast. And I say, I would say that these gloves are probably the best ones I found uh, besides the ones that I used to get at Costco, which they don't carry anymore. And you can't really find those readily available online. So these are perfect. You get six pairs for right now it's $11. So it's definitely a bargain. Each glove will last probably a good three or four weeks before it starts getting holes and starts getting ugly. I would say that it's a great investment and they're really affordable and they're really comfortable and they come in different sizes, large, medium, and you definitely want to get one that's a size for you. I get the large ones myself. I feel they're comfortable. So that's what I wear to protect my hands, and I highly recommend them, and I highly recommend wearing gloves at all times when you're handling chemicals, trichlor tablets, when you're pouring muriatic acid. You're going to protect your hands, and it's going to really go a long way in keeping you safe out there. And besides all the usage of the chemicals and touching and handling them, there's also the problem of storing the chemicals. Now, about a year ago, there was a huge incident in Hemet, California. I have the news article here, and I can see the graph of the area they evacuated. And it's quite a lot of area. It was like a four-square-block area of Hemet because there was a fire. And from a group member that actually lives in Hemet, he was telling me that this guy was storing the muriatic acid and chlorine in his garage, and it caught on fire. And the chemical reaction, of course, with you know, muriatic acid and chlorine is kind of a mustard gas. And of course, it caused a lot of problems. And so if you're storing acid and chlorine next to each other, I would highly recommend you separate those those two chemicals. Now, even on your truck, you probably want to keep the acid and chlorine on two different sides of the vehicle. So if that if there's an accident, it's not going to mix together. A lot of pool pros, and I've been guilty of this. I've put an acid container back in the chlorine case with the hostile returnables. Not a good idea. And I know it's convenient sometimes to have the acid readily available, but you don't want to mix the acid and chlorine, and you don't want to make the mistake of putting those in the same case. So I always keep them separate and keep them away from each other. But when you're storing them at your house, you definitely want to keep the muriatic acid and chlorine away from each other so they never have a chance to mix. And that's probably the deadliest concoction when you have muriatic acid and liquid chlorine mixed together. I would say even a granular or powdered chlorine with muriatic acid would be pretty dangerous mixed together. So keep those two chemicals separate. You don't want them to close a four block area of your city and you don't want to be on the front page of the newspaper as being a person that caused a evacuation because you were just really careless in storing the chemicals. So storage is really important and also storage on your truck or van is also really important when you're carrying muriatic acid and liquid chlorine. One side note, you want to get a liability insurance like the SPPA.com. SPPA is an insurance company. And then if you are in an accident and there is a chemical spill, they'll cover you, cover your vehicle for that and the cleanup cost of that. I believe it's up to $25,000 in the policy that I have. So it's something that you may want to look into. In case you do have a chemical spill from a car accident, 
they'll send hazmat in there and it's going to be pretty expensive and the liability insurance will help cover you help, help cover the cost of that if that were to ever happen to you another problem with the chemicals is that a lot of them are what is classified as a carcinogen one that comes to mind and one that i always talk about is diatomaceous earth i've seen many pool pros at the supplier get the bag of de and they have a conditioner barrel which is like a 100 100 pound barrel for conditioner and they're pouring the de in there in the back of the truck there's all kinds of dust going up and they're just standing there like it's not a big deal but the diatomaceous earth actually has silicate in there and if you really have a lot of this going into your lungs it is an industrial carcinogen i know in europe is classified as a straight carcinogen we're kind of more lenient here but you definitely don't want to get the diatomaceous earth dust into your lungs so when you're putting DE into your back of your truck, if you're trans transplanting it from one container to another, which I don't see any sense in doing, the bags are okay. They're not the greatest thing to have diatomaceous earth in, but I really don't transfer them into a, a bucket or a barrel. And of course, you want to make sure you're wearing a mask when you're putting it into the skimmer. And you want to be careful, of course, when you open the bag up, you want to have a mask on. Sometimes when you open the bag, a lot of the diatomaceous earth will puff up into the air. So be careful of that. That to me is probably the most hazardous chemical. I know that chlorine, some of the labels say it's a carcinogen, but everything is labeled as a carcinogen in California. So I'm not too worried about that. There is one chemical that is probably widely used in the industry. And this is a carcinogen that is not very well known or advertised, but it's the OTO solution. If you're using a five-way test kit and you have the OTO, which is a clear solution, or clear reagent, I should say, but when you add it to the water, it turns yellow. This is actually a carcinogen, so you want to make sure you're wearing the nitrile gloves that I mentioned earlier. Whenever you're handling OTO, you don't want to get this on your skin. In fact, in most of most of the world, OTO is actually banned, and you can't even get a five-way test kit in a lot of countries because of the fact that the the solution one for chlorine is actually a, a reagent one for chlorine is actually a carcinogen. So be careful you don't get that on your hands and you know, your hands will start turning yellow from that reaction because it's a dye. And make sure you just wear gloves if you do use a five-way test kit with OTO. And you can Google it real quick. Just type in, is OTO a carcinogen? And it says, OTO indicator solution H350 may cause cancer. Precautionary statement P280, wear protective gloves, protective clothing, eye protection. So definitely it's been verified that that's probably not the best reagent to use. And I've stopped using the five-way test kit a long time ago because of the OTO, and I just don't want to have that cancer risk. And one last thing, it's not really a chemical, but you're out there, and the sun is technically giving you radiation through the UV rays that is, you know, landing on your body. And I know many pool pros that have skin cancer issues. A lot of them are the old timers that didn't wear suntan lotion, didn't wear sunglasses. Of course, you have cataract risk from the sun also. You're looking at the pool and it's like reflecting into your eyes. Definitely not a good thing. I wear polarized sunglasses out there. They're the best and they're the best UV protection for your eyes. And you want to wear, of course, suntan lotion to protect yourself from the UV rays. Not technically a chemical. But I guess you can consider it a chemical reaction from the radiation from the UV rays. Definitely want to protect yourself while you're out there. And I know no one spends a lot of time looking at safety data sheets or reading the labels on the chemicals you use out there. 
But I highly recommend that you sit down one day and just go through all the disclosures. You can find just about everything online as far as the material safety data sheet. Um, you can They're all PDF forms, and you can just type in a chemical like trichlor or calhypo. It'll give you the material safety data sheet on all that, and I would definitely read them when you have time and just make yourself familiar with the particular hazards of each chemical. There are some that you definitely don't want to get in your eyes, like soda ash is really bad for you if you get it in your eyes. It causes some damage to your vision and you just want to be really careful again with all the chemicals and I think to be educated you really need to read the material safety data sheets on all the chemicals you handle and that way you know what you're actually handling out there and you can have a long career because you're taking precautions when handling chemicals out there. If you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded you can find those on my website swimmingpoollearning.com on the banner click on the podcast icon and then a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded will appear there for you. If you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.